people about to worship on this, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. Uh, for our friends who are worshiping online or listening on their radio, uh, just a reminder that you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab. You may also, uh, there's also options there for giving your offering to the Lord under the give tab. 
Just a few announcements to share with everybody before we begin to worship today. Uh, last month, a, a new young adult group made up of young men and women from North County Lutheran Churches began meeting. Uh, they gather for fellowship, for some fun, and for Bible study. Uh, that group made it a goal to meet monthly. And the next gathering is this upcoming Friday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. Uh, this time, the group will meet in the old schoolhouse at Salem Lutheran Church on Parker Road for a game night. So. Uh, if you're 18 to 35 years old, please join them. Uh, if you're not 18 to 35 and you know somebody who is, please invite them to go. Uh, let, let them know about that and invite them to, to uh, our young adult group. So that's this Friday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. It'll be held at Salem Lutheran Church. On Sunday, the 12th of February, Chapel will be hosting our annual marriage anniversary celebration here in the sanctuary at 12.30 p.m. We invite all married couples and their families to come and renew their vows and celebrate the special gift of marriage that God has given. Uh, special milestone anniversaries will be highlighted before the service. We'll enjoy a few snacks after the service. And if you've got a special wedding photo and if you plan to attend, please bring that. And we will have a spot on a table to display those, those special pictures in the commons area. Again, that's Sunday, the 12th of February at 12.30 p.m. And our new Walking Together in the Word devotions are printed and they're available. They're, they're on the, at the Welcome Center in the commons area. I think it's a pink cover this month. So uh, you can prepare for chapel uh, services and you can, you can uh, be, uh, take, use that as part of your personal devotion. So take a copy with you when you go home today. Our elder for this weekend is Jerry Bowen. Jerry is standing in the back there. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know Jerry as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship together this morning. We stand and we share the peace of our Lord with each other, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
St. Matthew writes that Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let us respond by confessing our sins and asking our Lord's forgiveness. Heavenly Father, we confess our sins to you. We are much part of this fallen world because our citizenship is in heaven. Enter into our thoughts, words, and deeds by your gracious power. Help us to live each day as pilgrims heading to the eternal promised land. Turn us from our sinful direction to follow our Savior's gracious lead, walking in ways pleasing to you for Jesus' sake. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord who has begun this good work in us bring it to the completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, through the works of your Son, you showed your glory and established your kingdom among us. Let us share the life of Jesus Christ, who came to share our humanity and redeem us from our sin. He lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
The Old Testament reading comes from the ninth chapter of Isaiah. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, my God. 
The epistle is from the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers, some from Chloe's household, have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was, Christ, was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I am thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in the darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Isaiah preaches some very good news. Light has come to the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. Isaiah declares, those upon whom the light has shined are coming home rejoicing, as though they were carrying all their harvest in, as if they were dividing the plunder. Because into the darkness, the true light has come to the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. A bright light has come to chase away their darkness. And that bright light is Jesus. He is the true light of the world. And that's good news. Let me share with you just a little bit of history and a little bit of geography, why that statement about Zebulun and Naphtali is important. The promised land, as you, as you might remember, was divided among the 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel were named after the 12 sons of Jacob, whose, names, whose name, Jacob, had na his name had been changed to Israel. Zebulun was the sixth son born to Jacob's wife Leah. Naphtali was born to Rachel's servant Bilhah. And when the land was dispersed, Naphtali was way up in the north, at the very top of the promised land. His land came down the western part of the Sea of Galilee along the Jordan River. And then just south of Naphtali was the land of Zebulun toward the Mediterranean Sea. It was a beautiful country, beautiful area. But it was very difficult geographically because Assyria, the ancient superpower, was just to the north. Egypt, the other political and military powerhouse, they were to the south. And right, right through Zebulun and Naphtali was the way of the sea, the trade route. And if, and if anyone would come from the north to invade, they would come right through Zebulun and Naphtali. And they caused great darkness in those days, great difficulty, great sadness. It's a great dark time. It was never darker than in the time of Isaiah. The king of Assyria at that time was Tiglath-Pileser III, and he was a nasty and ruthless king. And he was a nasty and ruthless, he had a nasty and ruthless army. And when he came out of the north into Zebulun and Naphtali, all the people knew what it meant to say, there is great darkness in Zebulun and Naphtali. Isaiah began a sermon which said, there will be a day when light will come and there will be great rejoicing for the light will chase away the darkness from Zebulun and Naphtali. And Matthew, in the Gospel reading, he records that that happened when Jesus came. That sermon of Isaiah is finally completed. It's finally fulfilled. Out of the darkness, a great light has shined and the shadows of death have been driven away. It's a great time, a wonderful time. Scripture says that people came from all over to see the light. And Jesus began teaching in the synagogue and preaching. His first message was a familiar one because it was just a continuation of another message, of St. John the Baptist's message. Remember his message? Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. And Jesus' first message, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. And Matthew writes that Jesus went around preaching the good news of the kingdom. That's a way of saying that there would be forgiveness for their sin. 
and he healed their illnesses and he healed their diseases. And it was a wonderful time. The next verses in Matthew say that news about him spread all over Galilee. And people brought to him all who were ill. And just a wonderful time because the light had finally come. The light had come to Zebulun and Naphtali. Now, they didn't know yet that this light, Jesus, would experience great darkness for everyone who would never know the darkness in their lives. You know that about Jesus, about the light of the world. He would know the darkness that comes from friends who forsake you. Some of you know that very well. You have had friends that forsake you. Some of you perhaps were married to your best friend who forsook you. And there is great darkness there when that happens. Jesus knew the darkness of injustice from the government. He was innocent, but they judged him and they condemned him to death. Some of you may know and may have faced the darkness of injustice. That injustice is very real and it's present in our communities and in our world. Jesus would know the darkness of a cruel death. We know, we've heard of people who have experienced the darkness of a cruel death. But none, I don't think, were ever so dark as the death of Jesus Christ by crucifixion. And then Jesus would know the darkness of a sealed grave, a tomb locked down, sealed shut. But you and I rejoice that the darkness could not overcome the light. And the glory of Easter Day was to assure all people who live in any place that might be called Zebulun or Naphtali, who live in darkness, that the light has come. Jesus Christ has come. He is the Lord of light. And he is the Lord of life. And he lives that he might disperse all of our darkness. That's still happening, you know. It happens all the time. And it happens really sometimes in very dramatic and dynamic ways. There's a lot of examples of that. Maybe you have examples in your own life. This morning, I'd like to share just three examples of how that light still comes to those living in great darkness. And I want to use for our examples stories involving our mission emphases for this year. Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots, or, or LAMP as it's abbreviated, shares the gospel of Jesus Christ to indigenous communities in remote areas of northern Canada. The people in the areas where they serve often have been demoralized and dehumanized. They're so very isolated, socially isolated. They live their lives in very difficult living conditions. There's very high rates of addiction and suicide. In fact, for every five degrees increase in latitude, there's an 18% increase in the suicide rate. In those areas, suicide is the leading cause of death for adolescents. The executive director of LAMP, Pastor Steve Shave, he shared this about LAMP. He said, we bring the hope of Christ to these cold, dark communities. We bring the warmth of God's love 
And we are able to be a beacon of that hope. Every year, LAMP publishes an Advent devotional. Maybe you have seen that in the past. Volunteer missionary Pastor Gerhard Wilch wrote this in his devotion about an experience with a, a visiting mission team that had come to Canada. He says this, The older folks of the village were amazed at witnessing young people living out the Christian faith with selfless, enthusiastic love. One of them was so moved that she confided, I now believe that God is real. I want to have the hope that you have. And she asked me to pray with her that God would renew her faith. The light of God's love had dispelled her darkness and her hope had been restored. Second example, Lutheran Bible translators. LBT, Lutheran Bible translators, makes God's word accessible to those who don't yet have the word of God translated in their native language. For the past 16 years, LBT missionaries Reverend Tim and Lisa Beckendorf have been working among the Kewe people in Botswana. Translation of that language and the Bible into that language has been challenging at best. Kwaidan, the, the language speaking by the Kewe people, is a very unique language in, which incorporates different sounds, different clicking noises, a, a language style thought to be derived from the sounds of the Kalahari Desert where the Kewe people traditionally hunted. Language has never been written down. Reverend Beckendorf began translation by taking daily walks with villagers, asking them the name of that plant and that tree and that animal. And slowly and painstakingly, he created a phonetic alphabet. From there, he gathered with the elders in the community, listening to and, and recording their stories. And he, so he not only heard the sounds of their language, but he also learned the culture of the people. The culture is one of survival and power. Sin was an especially challenging concept to convey since trickery and deception are often celebrated among the people. But finally, at the end of this past year, 2022, the project was completed. Audio scripture is already being shared with remote villages by LBT team members. And the Kewe people of Botswana now know that God speaks their language. Lutheran Bible Translators has brought the light of God's love and the light of God's word to a people walking in darkness. Third example is from a little closer to home, from Helping Hands Food Pantry. Many of you are aware, I know, that Helping Hands is a very important ministry in our community. It's located at, at St. Peter's Lutheran Church on Trampy Road in Spanish Lake just down the road from us. But it's staffed and it's led by many members from here at Chapel of the Cross, including Director Diane Tim. There are, are many who live in the darkness of poverty and food insecurity. Making ends meet for many does not mean wondering if they're going to go out to eat or if they're going to eat in tonight. Now for them, it means should we pay for the electric bill or should we buy groceries? Around Thanksgiving time last year, you might remember, we, we asked our congregation to provide food for Thanksgiving baskets that would be put together by our youth and then, and then distributed, but then by helping, help, helping hands. And you gave food, man, you gave food. Eggs and sugar and butter and pies and stuffing and rolls and all kinds of other food. And a generous donor gave turkeys. And many families received a wonderful gift of a Thanksgiving meal. 
making perhaps a dark time in their lives a little brighter. And all of that shared because the people of Chapel of the Cross wanted to bring the light of Christ to a dark world. Do you know someone for whom the world is a very dark place these days? Who perhaps have an illness or a broken relationship or have lost a job or maybe they've done something incredibly foolish and that's impacted their lives or the lives of others. I've got a, a suggestion. Why don't you join Peter and Andrew and James and John and share with them the light, that light of the world. Go to them in there, Zebulun and Naphtali, and give to them the light that comes, the Christ who is the Lord of life. Are any of you in a dark place today? Perhaps barely able to make it to church. Feeling just miserable. Remembering what you've done or what you haven't done, should have done. Maybe what somebody has done to you. Perhaps you are in a dark place this morning. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Because the light of Christ still comes to Zebulun and Naphtali. The light is here in God's word. The light is here in his sacrament. The light comes to us in our Zebulun and Naphtali that we might have hope, that we might have courage, that we may be built up in the faith, that we may receive the gifts which the light of the world, Jesus Christ, faced deep darkness and death in order to give to us. In the darkness of our sin, there is the light of the forgiveness from Jesus. Light has come to the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, a bright light to chase away our darkness. And that bright light is Jesus. He is the true light of the world. He's our true light. And that is good news. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. You find that on page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. 
And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Let us pray for the church. Gracious God, you built your church on Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone, and you fit us together as building blocks to be your temple. Grant peace in your church, and grant that with a united spirit we may do your bidding and carry out the mission to bring your light to the nations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for our congregation. Lord God, you have established Chapel of the Cross Lutheran to serve you and to be a light that shines for you in this community. Grant to our leaders, teachers, and members a renewed zeal for your word. Bless the educational ministry that is done in this place, that the truth of the gospel may be taught and learned for the building up of your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Let us pray for our leaders. Heavenly Father, guide President Biden, the Congress, and all our leaders, that they may serve well the public trust. And we ask you to lead all nations and all peoples in pathways of peace, justice, and freedom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those in need. Gracious God, you provide for all of our needs. Make your presence known to those who are suffering through illness or infirmity, including Virgil Hoffman, Ken Leesman, and Dawn Iborg as she recovers from surgery. We pray, Lord, that you grant healing according to your goodwill to all for whom we pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who rejoice in God's goodness and grace. Lord God, we give thanks and praise with all who are celebrating special gifts that you have given. Today, we especially thank and praise you with those remembering their wedding anniversary, including Manfred and Roberta Loesch as they celebrate their 48th wedding anniversary, Butch and Linda Taylor as they celebrate their 51st wedding anniversary, and Bill and Grace Green as they celebrate their 62nd wedding anniversary. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, you have invited and commanded us to bring our prayers before you. We ask that your will be done for the sake of Jesus Christ. And it is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. 
This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you all.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain, and the source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and our minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together, sent forth by God's blessing.